Looking like an angel with no halo When I'm with her, tell me where the pain go Think I might be falling out of control What the fuck do I know? Okay. So I didn't know because I didn't know if I covered you in high school or did you play ball or? Did you? I I did. I mean, it wasn't. I guess I wasn't very good. Well, <laughs> but I but I played at uh, LCM. I played football uh, all through high school. Okay. And then I played a little bit of baseball my senior year, but uh, I was tired of just running bases. Okay. I, I was fast, so they're like just run for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, ah. Well, well, I I couldn't remember, and then I, when I and I saw your picture, I said, man, you kind of look like one of Preston's kids. So I wasn't sure. If you were a West Orange guy or an LCM guy, but, LCM, uh, yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, I was trying to figure out where to <clears throat> where to start with you because there's so I mean there's I so many places that we could start <laughs> yeah, with. Man, I, I know I, I was kind of curious about that too. I wasn't sure where you wanted to go. Well, because well, obviously I want to get into because what really the one of the biggest things that made me want to have you on was for one, just you know what you've done for the community and how you know. It was such a impact. You could see the impact whenever you you know you made that announcement that KOGT what you know was kind of going to do one of its last shows and right. and uh, immediately it was posted everywhere. It was like a big you could tell it was a big deal to people. And what I, to me at least what I found interesting about it was that it's you're kind of exactly somebody who like I look up to as as far as. You were, you did KOGT for how how long was it? Uh, I owned it for thirty years. Thirty years. I've been, doing it for, I've been doing radio for probably close to forty. Okay, wow. Yeah. So you did radio before KOGT? I did a few little things here and there. I also worked for KOGT for the for the owner that I bought it from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, being in radio, especially in our area, is not the norm. Really, it's not a, it's not what you know most people do. And so, since it's you know a different job. For this area, I was like, that's exactly... Because one thing I kind of preach to a lot of people on here and I talk about all the time is how um, I, I want to encourage people to go try something. Like, if it's something that you have a passion for, like, go do it because you can right. make it happen. Right. And, you know, you're a perfect example of that. And so that's kind of why I reached out to you. I was like, I got to have you on here to explain, like, you know, how, how you kind of got started and how it turned into what it was. Well, um, how it got started was uh, uh, I used to write newspaper when I was in high school. Okay. I had a column, uh, an opportunity Valley News. Uh, did some interviews off of that. Was also on a radio show at one time talking sports because everything I did back then was, was all purely about sports and was trying to get into uh, you know doing more sports. My column was mainly about sports. Um, and uh, Beth Rock, who was... Uh, very involved with Orangefield uh, School where I went. Uh, she worked out at KOGT. And so we kind of got together there. Before you know it, I was asked if I wanted a job, started doing weekends, and then it just kind of took off uh, from there. But I was, my first love was always the sports broadcasting and trying to do uh, more play by play. So that's that's kind of how it got started. What was your, so what did you start doing whenever you first got the job at KOGT? When you were doing, when you say you were doing weekends, what did you first start doing? Well, weekend shift as a DJ, you know, okay. and, and usually in the mornings. Uh, uh, I had the morning show. Uh, it's usually a six hour uh, shift and, uh, you know, play music, do news, do sports, sportscasts, what have you. And, um, uh, and then on Friday nights, how we used to start, and this is, 
this is very old school, but when I started, we used to take an old cassette recorder. Uh I'd go to the ball game. I would do the game on cassette, and then we would show we would uh, play it on Saturday morning. So we had a live crew that was doing a live game on Friday night. Okay. I would do uh, another game, and then we'd play it uh, back on Saturday morning. So that was okay. how I started with that. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So whenever – so y'all – do y'all – so just because the way you just said that with like y'all had the cassette, do y'all have a log? Uh, and this is something I was going to get into later, but I'm already curious about it now. Is <laughs> So do y'all have like a – Way to save all the shows that you Well, done? back then we saved them on cassettes. Right. You know, right. and, and uh, I still have some. Uh, there's still there's still a box up in the attic somewhere that's got uh, that's got some in it. And, and some of the the bigger games that I've done over the years, have I gone back and listened to them? No. Right. Uh, but you know they're there. You know some of them are there. Some of some of the stuff I lost in, in Harvey when uh, mm. when we got hit by Harvey pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but then when we started doing digital versions and, and stuff that we can keep on a on a hard drive yeah we still have I still, you still have those them. games yeah okay cool. yeah. that's what I was curious about because I was I was talking to my mom about um, KOGT and stuff and which we'll get into this in a minute but like the biggest thing that I've noticed that a lot of people were worried about was the uh, website a lot right. of people was worried about the was worried about the website not being a thing anymore but I was telling her because my brother play or my brother um, plays LCM right now and so he, you know, they just went on that great playoff run. Yeah. And I was telling her, I was like, that would have been something great to have, like, recorded podcast style. That way, you know, my brother's, however, you know, say he's 20 years down the road, he can go back and just play sure. it and listen to the games sure. live. Sure. And uh, so that's why I was curious if y'all have if y'all have those somehow saved yeah. that people could access. Was your brother number two? He was uh, 13, Keaton Reeves. Oh, you're okay, Keaton Reeves. Sure, the receiver. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to think. I thought there was a fuller that was number two. But there it, is. There was okay. a fuller. Uh, okay. Not related, though. Not related. <laughs> no, okay. Not related. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, my brother's uh, 13. Yeah. Tall receiver. Guy. Very tall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, different dads. Yeah. Different, okay, gotcha. <laughs> different gene pool. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm a little shorter. Yes. yes. Yeah. But uh, but no, we were, I was just talking about that, and that's something kind of – that I thought if there was, that'd be great to have a way to access, like as, as a listener, a way to access those and look back on it. I actually have a lot of games that we did on video. Uh, really? On VCR tape. Back, right. uh, back in the day, we worked with a group uh, before streaming and all that started where we've done a lot of games that are on video and I've still got some of those VCR tapes. I'd love to be able to, uh, you know, transfer those on to bit where people can see them online. And, yeah. And, uh, but obviously, it would take a lot of work. That would be a that I, I chore. don't have to time to do right now. But I'd love to. I'd love to be able to do that someday. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd yeah. be a chore to yeah. get to get that done. But that'd yeah. be awesome to see. Yeah. So what? Uh, I guess the best way to ask it was exactly led to KOGT, you know, stopping because the the website, as far as what I've seen, is still being updated and still being used. Yeah, the website is uh, uh, is a. A whole different animal and right. was, a, was a whole different job. Whenever we started uh, started the website, which we were the, one of the first ones as far as uh, media around here that started one, and, and then it just kind of grew into its own animal. Uh, I, I've had a couple of people that were that I thought were going to be interested in doing something with it, so I wanted to keep it going just in, you know for the transition of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
but I've also seen that now that I've taken some of the load off of me from radio, that maybe maybe the website is something I can continue to do. Okay. Uh, whenever the uh, the radio station, man, it was just a it was just a perfect storm. Um, uh, I was uh, there were a lot of things that were changing uh, in our business. Okay. Uh, there were. Uh, there were a lot of, uh, and I'm talking from a media standpoint, a business standpoint, advertising standpoint, a people standpoint. Um, I was, uh, uh, I was uh, probably just about to lose some of my better people. One to retirement, one was going to move, one was going to maybe go get a job, you know, somewhere elsewhere, and uh, and I just felt like I needed to get ahead of it. You know, because usually I always end up behind it. Yeah. When I'm behind it, I end up doing everything mm. or, or doing that, not doing everything, but doing that person's, you know, that person's job or whatever. Yeah, picking up the. Because that's what, you know, that was one of the reasons why we were, you know, somewhat successful is that we were, uh, since I wore a lot of hats, I didn't have other people that I was having to pay. So the, you know, it worked out better. I, mean, right. I was paying myself, obviously, but uh, there was just. Uh, uh, we needed to, you know, we needed to have some upgrades and things of that nature. And it just, it, and it was just, it was just getting to where it was too much to try to do a little bit. I'm, I'm not young, you know, right. young anymore. In fact, I'm probably the oldest you've ever had on your show, which I'll, I'll accept that record for what it is. Uh, but uh, uh, I just, it was just getting hard to do all of that. You know, right. do the radio, do the website, go do ball games, get up the next morning, do the morning show. You know, it was just a little too much. That is a lot. You know, that's a lot. So you, so did you? That's another thing I was curious about. How did y'all cover? Because you covered the the whole Orange area, Orange Field, West Orange, Little right. Cypress. Like, how did y'all keep up with all those games? Well, <laughs> it, it's uh, fortunately I've got a I've got a real good relationship with our coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, our coaches have always been pretty good to work with. For I'd say 90 percent of them through the you know through the thirty years I've been here, but the you know, one thing people never really understood is like, let's say West Orange Stark was number one in football. Right. You know, it's like, well, why aren't you doing West Orange Stark? Well, it's because they're playing a team that hasn't won a ball game. And who wants to hear that? I mean, even yeah. if you're a Mustang fan, right? When it's 60 to nothing at the half, you lose interest, right? Right. So our whole deal was, and we didn't always guess it right because you had to pick the right game. But our whole deal was we wanted the best game or try to do the best game that was good for four quarters. Right. If that was a game between two teams that really weren't very good, it was still going to be a competitive game. Yeah. You know, because they were more evenly matched. Yeah. And the reason that is is because of our advertisers. You know, I mean, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose my advertiser or lose my listeners at halftime right. when I still got a whole nother half to play, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of times people had a hard time understanding why we picked the games that we did. Uh, that makes sense, though. To do. But that's that's the that was the number one reason, is trying to pick the game that's most competitive for four quarters. It's going to keep people if tuned the in. The game's competitive. Game. It keeps them listening. And it, and it, keep, and it makes us better because the, the better the game, the better the broadcast. Yeah. You know, it's hard when it's 60 to nothing to try to come up with things <laughs> to try to keep people, in, you know, interested in listening to the game. Right. So that was always our goal. Didn't always work out that way, but that was our goal. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And Is at you- the same time, spread the wealth. You know, we by the end of the year, we have done, you know, f- five Mustang games, four Bear games, three Cardinal games, three Bobcat. You know, we tried to work it out. Right. You know, so it, it, there was a lot that went into it than just saying, okay, we're just going to do this game. So, but, so y'all were only – 
present for one game, but like to keep up with the scores and everything. Did y'all have? Did you have other people who yes. would go out and, and do that? Yeah, yeah. I had uh, uh, I had rudders. We called them. We called them different things. But uh, other people that were either calling in scores or doing reports or doing stories, uh, and they would you know call in or text. You know that that has changed over the years how we, we used to go about getting scores. Uh, you know until now. So yeah, if it was our games our five county schools and then I started covering uh, Deweyville a few years back try to give those guys some pub and right and uh you know it's always about our goal has always been trying to promote the kids right uh, you know no matter what sport we were doing uh, because you know it's such a big part of of their lives their parents lives their grandparents you know that can't get to the games things of that nature so uh uh, you know the sports part of it is always and even even now with the uh, doing the website and all you know that's still my number one deal is 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 getting the kids covered whether it be in sports or FFA or whatever it else it may be right so so what is your so what does your kind of job look like now now that you don't have so much so many other yeah you're not wearing so many hats so well, what, is, what does it look like now to get all this information is it, do you still have people running around at attending all the games or <laughs> not really i mean I, now it's it's basically you know dealing with our coaches and, and talking with them whether i talk to them after the game or we text or you know email or whatever it is and and th- you know sometimes that's been a help sometimes it's been a curse uh, you know with all the new technology and it changes so much yeah so uh, fast yeah so fast and you you know just about the time you get used to doing Facebook and then Twitter comes along and then, you, then, you know, now for some reason people think email is old, you know, and it's like, we, you know, still use email. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's so many, sometimes I have said, there's so many different ways to communicate. We're getting poorer at doing it because That's a fair point. because there's not, you know, it used to be, you pick up the old telephone, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, you know, you knew that was the only way you were going to talk. And then now there's just so many different ways that I wish sometimes we didn't have that many different avenues so we could all be on the same page. Oh, I agree. You know, I agree. I like me, me and you, we've, we set this whole thing up on <laughs> yeah, Facebook messenger. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, no, <clears throat> you're hundred percent right. Also, people are just getting worse at communicating period. Just even w- because of text messages. Cause, cause well, what, look cause, how hard it is to read a text. You don't know if where you don't know the emphasis of the word. Yeah, you know, or did they, you know, should there be an exclamation point there or yeah. a question mark? That's there? what I'm, that's what I mean is people yeah. just you know type it and so, and people shorten words. Yeah. Now and oh yeah, and which not now it's been going on forever. But you know what I mean? They shorten. They have um, what's it called when you short like LOL? Yeah, that type of stuff. It's yeah. like acronyms I get which acronyms. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It's like I get what you're saying, but that's not how people talk. And then also, oh, like, no. like like you're saying with like, um, if you don't use proper punctuation, even if you do, sometimes you're like, how did like an exclamation point can mean a lot of things in the text message. I mean, yes. I'm yelling at you, or means like I'm like, hey, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm you excited go about the this. trouble trying to capitalize something, or, yeah. or, or trying to use voice, and you don't know what it comes out as. Oh sometimes, yeah, you know. So it, it's uh, uh, it's you know, it can be very interesting, but. Uh, you know, that's what I liked about old school radio, man. You can, yeah. very similar to what you're doing right here, you know, uh, you know, sitting across from somebody just having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and talking about, you know, whether it be orange or, or things that are happening around orange. I mean, that's, that's what I dedicated, you know, my career to, you know, doing. Uh, and you can tell, like I, like I said, kind of before we really started recording or started going was, uh, 
you could tell how big of an impact that you do you, or could you at least was it validation for you whenever you kind of could see the post coming on where you're like okay like I kind of did what I set out to do it's, yeah I mean you know people have people for the most part have been very appreciative um, right you know the work that uh, that I did and my people uh, that were you know the ones that stayed we did during hurricanes and mm-hmm. floods and stuff like that uh, you know that's a you know that was a whole other animal besides doing you know sports and news just on a regular day but um but yeah you know people have been real appreciative and and uh and all of that but um so i, I was i surprised at the response yeah absolutely because i mean uh, you know i i can't really go into town now without with someone stopping you know and asking something or saying thanks or right please go back to doing radio or, you know, or something, the something to that matter. I, I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to change a lot. I knew it was going to, you know, uh, change certain things, but, um, you know, without going into the, you know, the whole nitty gritty of it and, and, and everything, it was just something that needed to be done really? that I needed to do. Yeah. So do you, do you have any, do you still have any desire to do any sort of, uh, radio or something like this or anything like that? Or are you? Are you said I'm with? interested. No, I, you know I'm interested in the broadcast. I just had to. I've got to find a way to to change the, the time that I spend. You know, right. I mean, my job doesn't end at five o'clock. You know, uh, I'm always having to take my work home with me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, I've got I've got I've got family. I've got aging parents and uh, in laws and. and right. You know, I, I've I've dedicated you know, my uh, uh, I've dedicated you know my whole career, if you want to call it that, to serving the community. You know, and, and I'm still going to do that. It's just going to be different ways, and it's right. not going to be 18 hours a day. And that's uh, because I'm just not a I'm, I'm just not a spring chicken. Right. Person, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a that's quite a task. Uh, but I, I've always said never say never. You know, I, I've. You know, Tom Brady's kind of giving me an out if I if I want to get back in. I, yeah, Tom Brady did it. You know, yeah. so you know, just take knows? a couple months, think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- think about <laughs> it, and, and then uh, get back in. It's I'm just now getting to where uh, you know I can kind of do some different things. And I've done a, I've probably done this. No joke. I've probably done more things in the last three months than I've done in the last two years outside of work. Meaning know? what? Uh, you know whether the wife and I take off for a weekend and go somewhere like we did this past weekend, and and uh, uh, you know I never got to do that. A lot of times I don't even go out to eat with people at night because you know you go out to eat, or you then you then you got a then you got a full belly, then you've had something to drink, then you don't get home till nine or ten o'clock. Right. Then I still got three hours of website stuff to do. Oh yeah. So then yeah. I'm going to bed at twelve or one, and then I got to get up at four thirty to get ready to do the morning show. Yeah, and so so I wouldn't go out, you know. I wouldn't go out and have, and, you know. Sometimes I did, but you know, a lot of times I didn't, you know. And I uh, missed that time with friends and family and, and stuff. It's like quite that. a sacrifice. Or, you know, sleep three hours and get up and do it again, you know. And Man, that's try to t- find some way during the day to take a nap. Yeah, know? try to get twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's you know, a, a little power nap or something yeah, like that. something to so, keep you going. So, but you know, the news never stops. So right. it's it's. And and we we did the best we could, you know, covering. We didn't get, we didn't cover everything, you know. We couldn't. Uh, when I started, uh, we really, you know, uh, I want to say I don't, 
hardcore news or hard news uh, wasn't really going to be part of our thing. And, right. Uh, but we, you know, the paper stopped being a daily paper and we kind of started moving into that area. And then all of a sudden the website comes on and we start doing more. And before you know it, I mean, we're, you know, we're 24 hour news service. Yeah. Know? Especially so, whenever with the storms. Yeah. With the storms. That was, so, I remember how much of a help that was to everybody when, with, when, uh, with like Harvey and everything. That was, uh, that was a big deal. Yeah. Well, we've had, what, 10 storms in 15 years or something like that. Something. I mean, it's, whether it be a flood or, you know, something so, catastrophic yeah. where people are. And, and I was very fortunate until um, until uh, Harvey. And, and Harvey took out, you know, my house and the radio station. So, oh, um, yeah, that's right. So I was very fortunate up until that point that I was able to do more coverage and, and you know, do other things to keep people informed. But. And I took one on the, I took yeah. the double whammy on a lot the of people. Harvard, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, have you had any trouble? Oh, no. Um, well, in in Harvey, I was actually living in a, a townhouse on a, off Twenty of Third Street. Okay. And um, it got, I mean, it got maybe a quarter inch of water through the whole thing, and it stopped for some reason. Didn't cool. keep going up, and uh, it was fine. We could have stayed. Had a problem with the the guy that. Or the people, I should say that that own them. Yeah. And um, I just decided to, we just decided to leave. And then so this house, uh, my grandmother owned, and um, it got I think eight inches of water in it, or something or something about like that. Okay. And um, but by the time I got into it, it was just it was fine. It was time to repair it. Yeah. So we yeah. just kind of have been working on it. Um, but no, I remember yeah, especially Harvey. That was. That was a tough one. I remember calling. Uh, I, I called it, you know, because when you're in the, you know, when you're you're covering it as a news source and for Rita and, and Ike especially, uh, after I got hit in Harvey, I called several friends of mine that got hit in Rita and Ike. And I said, man, I just want to apologize because I didn't have any idea how bad it was because right. I wasn't really affected. You know, I mean, I had trees and roof but wasn't affected like I was in Harvey and taking it in Harvey has been, uh, uh, it's been something, man. I, I, I still, to this day, I've had a hard time recovering from, it was just such a huge impact. And what I've lived in my house for 25 years. Yeah. You know, you accumulate a lot of crap in 25 years yeah. <laughs> and to watch all that go away, to watch all that being mm. piled up on the street, you know, the radio station, I had a couple of friends that helped, but a lot of that I did, you know, on my own until we started rebuilding the outside of it, and I had some people come and do it. But, I mean, it's just a uh, – it, it, maybe it affected me more than other people, but I doubt it. I mean, it's just anybody that's had that kind of devastation. Yeah. Man, you just don't know what to do. You don't know where to start. You know, then you got to worry about who you can trust and are you going to get help from your insurance. Or I just – you know, so I called a lot of those guys back, and I just said, man, I just – you know, because I was there to do a job. I tell you, when we had a lot of the, uh, we had that tornado here a while mm-hmm. back, and uh, I quit covering it. You know, I was I was almost on that. I was almost on that tornado. And for a news guy, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you you know you look for. And it was, and when I saw the devastation, I think it was Hudnall Street. It was like I pulled into the drive, and I was starting to you know do my job, taking pictures, reporting. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I said, man, I just don't know if I want to do this anymore. I, I said, you know, the the 
at these five minutes ago, these people were living their life. Yeah. Had no idea, you know, that they were fixing to get blasted by a tornado. And all of a sudden they're blasted by a tornado and their whole world's upside down. And, uh, I don't know, man, it just, it just affected me a little bit. I wasn't, I didn't have that, you know, boy, I gotta, I gotta be there. I gotta take pictures. Right. I gotta cover the story. I gotta do all that, you know? And so that was, you know, I had that and then I had an accident, um, over on Foreman road where a guy got killed and, uh, you know, granted, you know, guy got killed. I mean, that's a, it's a tragedy, right. but as far as covering it as a news story, you know, you're there, you're trying to get information and I kind of quit on that story too. And it's like, you know, I just, you know, I don't know, I, uh, maybe I need a change and I, and I can mm-hmm. see it happening, you know, that maybe, you know, maybe I wanted to do something else. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, there's no, I think you're, I'm, cause especially like with what, with what I did, I've had people reach out to me to to cover this story that happened recently. We'll talk about it later, but okay. uh, I'm not going to talk about it on here, though. But it's it's it involved a death. It involves somebody dying, and that's not my place. To, yeah. me, to me, I don't look at it like that's not what I'm here for. And, and like, um, at least to me, there seemed, like, me and my girlfriend were just talking about this because um, there's a story going around, and I I shared it because it was, you know, so shocking, but there's a story going around about this uh, 14-year-old I don't know if you saw this, that fell out of one of those uh, free fall amusement park rides. Oh, in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, you know, fell and died. And um, she was, you know, I just saw it and I was like shocked by it and I kind of shared it. And then she, when I talked to her about it, she was like, yeah, she's like, I feel bad for the parents because the um, their child's death is just out there for everybody. And I was like, you know, that's, I didn't think about it like that at the time, but that's a good point because there, there's something weird about at least to me, it, there's some sort of like line that's crossed or like a level of, of like intimacy that shouldn't be there in a news story. Whenever you sit there and like go film somebody's house and you're like, like you said, after a hurricane, like you say, there's a big tree that comes to it and people are taking pictures of it. It's like, man, these yeah. people are going through the worst time of their life. Most likely. Yeah. And you're, you know, again, we're, we're not sharing the stories as like a whole, oh, look at this person. We're, it's like right. just showing what happened. Yeah. But there's there's definitely a some weirdness to it. And like you were talking about with that with that guy that was killed. There's a I don't know. I I, I get where you're coming from. Is what I'm saying. I I get where you're coming from with you kind of feeling like I I'm not comfortable with this. Let me tell you where that where that runs into another problem as far as a news agency is is that it's those clicks, man. Right. You know? And. You just and I. There's a lot of people that are trying to act like they're news people out there, and they're but they're they're really not. But you know they're they're showing you know uh, you know bad wrecks, and, there, and there's a big controversy, especially now because everybody wants it right now. Yeah, a wreck happens down the street from here from your house, mm-hmm. and people they don't want to just know. They want to know what kind of car is it, who's in it. Did they die? If right. they didn't die, how many, or who are they related to? And Were they texting? Can't, like you can't like, get all that info. I mean, you know, yeah. there's a lot of times you can't get all that information. Yeah. And, and, and really, you shouldn't. You shouldn't need the info. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that are driving by, got their cell phones out, boom, here's a wreck. And, you know, but you know what? The people that are clicking on that, that's what they want to see. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's unfortunate. A, it's a, yeah, it's unfortunate. But at the same time, a lot of times when we cover, it's especially an accident on I 10, 
a lot of times it's about the traffic. Right, yeah. Because you know how bad it is, man. Of Once, course. You know, so a lot of times we cover and wreck and it's like, okay, here's a wreck. Here's where it is. Stay away from this area or, you know, there's only one. Find an alternate route. Or whatever it is, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So it's, it's, uh, uh, but there, there's other people that don't handle it that way, you know. Right. So, but it's a fine line because that's what everybody wants to know. But then when you tell them, it's like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put their yeah. names out there. You shouldn't do that. So it's a, you know, it's. You hate the you hate the the fact that or you like the people like the fact that the internet's not regulated, but sometimes you wish that it was. Absolutely. In situations like that, so everybody would be on the same playing field. Absolutely. That's, I I agree with what you're saying about the fine line because I have noticed that whenever it's when it's used, let's like you're saying like for Rex, when it's used in the way of like basically a traffic report. You know, you're basically like, hey, yeah, there's a yeah. wreck here. You know, watch. Whatever, yeah. But whenever you start getting into like the the more personal details, uh, the like the personal side of it, it's like, at least for me, it just kind of makes me like I'm very much like a type of person where it's like, just give me the information I need, and that's it. I don't need to know who who's involved. I don't need to know what kind of you know what kind of shoes they had on. I don't need yeah. to, I don't need all this. Just right. tell me what's going on, and that's but you about know, it. if it's a car you recognize, maybe you do want to know. True. Very or true. you always want to know until it's someone that you know. Right. Or someone, one of your family members or someone that's involved, well, then you don't want anything about it. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But it's just one of those things that you deal with. But now, because of the way everything is right now, you know, instant, uh, it, it makes, it, it it gets people really upset sometimes of how it's covered and how it's shown on social media. Right. And, it's kind of a it's kind of a trend especially on like the big you know those big like fox news and that it's it's kind of a trend you can tell that you can tell what sells and what gets eyeballs and it's always almost always negative yeah almost always Always. and it's like what i think you know at least kogt has the advantage of is being for the local community because because for as far as the local community you can cover those, you know, like sports and, you know, information that the community actually needs. Right. And people are perfectly satisfied with it. That's what people want. And that's what they're coming there for. And that's what you try. I mean, you know, like I say, we, the the things that we have, whether it's festivals or, or the Lions mm-hmm. Club Carnival that's fixing to start or, you know, something like that. I mean, yeah, that's, we, we love that kind of stuff. Right. Unfortunately, sometimes you got to do the, you got to do the bad stuff too, right. you know, but, uh, yeah, man. If it if if we had enough good news to share all the time, man, we we would love doing that. But you gotta you gotta do a little bit of both, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, just like you said, that that accident is always always going to get more clicks than uh, you know than something about somebody changed somebody's tire and it was a good Samaritan. You right. Know what I'm saying. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. I'm not saying that's the way we always covered it, but. You know, for other other people, you know, I've always wondered why some other news agencies show stories that happen other somewhere else. Yeah. Well, it's because of the clicks. Because there's no news in their yeah, area, it's probably because of the clicks, and yeah. the, and they're that's that's what they're wanting to get. You know, but mm. it's you know, like I say, a lot of that was just stuff I was just getting I was getting tired of. You know, and I was and you know and just between not having the time or, or not feeling like I had the time to do other things, 
Yeah. Uh, it was also the way the news business is changing, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying I won't ever get back. It just won't be in the same capacity where I'm doing, you know, so, so much. much. Yeah. yeah. Cause you've, I mean, you, so you, you spent, you know, 40 years in radio and, you know, would you say 30 of it was with KOGT? 30 of it as I 30? owned it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you owned it. So it's like, you've, you know, pretty much, you know, in some capacity sacrificed 30, you know, not the full 30 years, but you know what I'm saying? Like 30 years, you've made a sacrifice to be able to put out the, you know, content and information that y'all are putting out there. So I, I don't think anybody would, would blame you and taking some, at least taking some time for yourself to. That's really what, that's really what it is. And, and or, or that's what a lot of it is. I right. mean, there's, I, you know, a lot of times, and, and you may do the same thing, you know, when you're trying to decide something, you do a pros and a cons. Mm-hmm. I actually write it down. I'll, you know, cause I just, you know, sometimes I'm on the fence about certain things and not sure how I feel about it. Well, I had, uh, I think I ended up with 56 reasons why I needed to slow down just mm-hmm. a little bit. So, uh, my wife and I joke about the 56 reasons. So, uh, and it was just something that just, you know, like I said, it, it, it there were some things that were going on that, that, uh, uh, and, and one person in particular that I was, a I was afraid that I might lose and, and uh, because he told me he was, you know, might be moving. And uh, I said, wow, you know, this is, this is number 56. Hit, and number yeah. 56 is really number one. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, maybe I need to, maybe I need to check, but I, I, I've always enjoyed doing, you know, doing what I've done. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's taken, you know, that I do it all the way up until, you know, the age I am now. Absolutely. And I, I enjoyed every minute of it. I think a lot of it was I just couldn't do it the way that I was doing it before, and people have become to expect a certain way in the, in the way we do things, and and uh, you know it was just taking it was just taking more than what I what I had, you know. Yeah. And I and we we've tried to find some other people to to do what we do, and it's uh, you know it's tough it's tough around here. I mean, help you know everybody's having trouble finding people, right? Know, finding good people, so mm-hmm. uh, you know. But hey, who knows? Man, we'll go down the road, see what happens, and you know, uh, I, I'm always going to be interested in promoting, you know, what we do here, uh, especially the good stuff. And we've had some good things happen lately, and hopefully, hopefully they'll continue. Right. Know? Hopefully they'll continue. And I'm sure, I'm sure, especially with you owning KOGT, I'm sure there's a certain standard that you expected from the quality of the stuff that y'all put out. And so did it, did you kind of feel like that was the quality? Like you you want it to obviously be, you know, the best that we can be, best that you, you can know? be exactly. I mean, there, listen, that's that's another one of the fifty six things is that the way that we were getting information, a lot of that has changed over 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 time, uh, especially in the last just last couple of years, um, and probably won't go into all of that, but just to say that. You know, because again, because, once again, because of social media, people have a lot of chance to have their own platforms, and I understand mm-hmm. that. Uh, but a lot of people don't know how to do that kind of stuff just because they got put in charge of it. You know, so it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that were that were keeping us from being able to do, you know, do our job and and uh, and do it the way that we wanted to do it. So again, wasn't one certain thing; it was a combination of right. a lot of things. Combination. Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder if there's like a 
you know, obviously, you it would take some time and maybe a, a pros and cons list, but <laughs> I bet there's a way that if you got to the point where you're like, you know, I just I miss it. I got to find there's. I bet that's one of the benefits of like all the advancements and, and with you know technology and stuff is you could probably find a way that it wouldn't be as taxing. But I just don't see because man, y'all. Whenever you look at it, y'all, cover so much. So I don't see how. Like what? Like what did your team? What did your kind of team look like as far as like how many people you had running that operation? Well, I, you know, and, and that was the other thing. Every time that I, I, I lost someone, and you know, I've kind of put this. I just recently started thinking about this, that the people that I was afraid that I was going to lose, it seemed like every time I lost someone, they were such a good person to have, and I couldn't replace those folks, and then I ended up doing what they were doing. I had Richard Corder. Richard was in uh, radio for 50 years and a and, uh, uh, great morning guy, you know. And, and so he did the morning. I had a, a Glenn Earl that did the news, and I, and I did the sports. And we had a, you know, we had a great trio uh, on the morning show. And then uh, Richard unfortunately passed away, and and so I took over the morning show. And and uh, um, then I've had uh, a couple other people that were doing uh, news with me. Uh, both very, both very knowledgeable, very smart people, mm-hmm. you know. And it's always good to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. So right. I was fortunate that I had that. And and one was one was getting ready to retire. One was getting ready to move. And uh, and you know, when I had my best salesperson, uh, she unfortunately passed away. Well, then I took over her job, you know, mm. and, and because I couldn't find anybody that could do it as good as she could. And uh, so. Uh, and that's, you know, a lot of that's my fault because I, you know, didn't didn't take the, didn't have the time to find someone and right. take the time to train them. And I'm one of those guys that, <clears throat> that you know, instead of trying to train somebody for two weeks, I'll just do it myself and get it done right. You got to do it yourself. Do it. So yeah. I, I I admit I wasn't I, I'm not the best delegator, you know. Uh, but uh, again, in our job, you don't have time to wait and. And sometimes because the news is going go get the story it's all yeah. the time you know it's all the time going so it's never ending that's that's what that's what kind of makes me wish that there that you know obviously i'm not the only one wishing that y'all could you know would keep going in, in some sort of show right. but uh because the and i was thinking about this before you came because i just passed the i just drove past the uh, track meet the as far as like the sports aspect of it it's You've you've got stories all year long, sure. You know until sure. until summer, until summer, right. until summer, and yeah. then you you know, uh, kind of you know look forward to next season. But I mean the the stories are there. Yeah. But it just seems like now that you're I'm sitting here talking to you, I guess I didn't realize like how many stories are there to where you just gotta it. Well, you've got you got to go with it. But you know sometimes you gotta you gotta that story to make it a good story. Right, just like interviewing. Okay, you're learning how to interview. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for a long time. Right, but it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are as an interviewer if that person doesn't doesn't work with you that yeah. you're interviewing. Yeah, whether it be for a print story or for an audio story, your 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 whole idea is to try to keep that person's attention that's listening. Sure, their family is going to listen no matter what, right. no matter what happens. But you got to make that thing interesting for everybody else to listen to. And sometimes you need that person. To you know, to cooperate, right? Uh, um, you know, no matter how try how hard you try to pull you know mm-hmm. things out of them, 
Uh, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And so that makes a story greater whenever you've right. got a great subject. So, sure, there's a lot of stories out there, but are you going to get that good story? You know, sometimes it takes a, a good interview to do that, and sometimes you can be a good interviewer and it just ain't going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know how long you've been doing it, but I'm sure you've had a few of those where you've wished, uh, man, I wish I could have done this. Over. Yeah, I've yeah. only I've only been doing it, like I said, just just over a year. But uh, uh, one thing I, I realized after an episode, it never it never came out. I just I the guy left, and I plugged in my computer and deleted it. I just knew it wasn't gonna <laughs> because the thing is, it doesn't matter how good your questions are if you're the person you're interviewing gives yes and no answers you're kind of you're kind of s- stuck it's tough and if they just say yep yeah yeah and leave you you're like oh okay uh um, you're like are you kidding me yeah right. i just set you up to tell your your background to tell story. your story and you you gave me a yes yes and i would and, rather <laughs> and instead of being able to say uh hey i got that interview i got so right that nobody else could get well, if you didn't give me a good interview, I'd rather not do it. I'd rather just say, like you did, just yeah. hit delete and scrap the whole thing because yeah. it just didn't go over very well. But I had someone that it was in a position um, to talk, and they just didn't, you know. And it was, and they were nervous. Okay? Right, they were nervous. That's I understand that. Mm-hmm. And it was yes and no and yes and no. So then that's when I started kind of prepping, and I realized. You know, in TV, they prep the whole interview. Yes, know, a lot do. of times yeah. people don't realize on, you know, Kimmel and these late night shows, they actually do the whole entire interview before mm-hmm. they go online. Well, so a lot of times we don't have time to do that. You right, know, we don't have time to do a whole interview. But I got to where I would tell the person, whoever I'm interviewing before, listen, when I ask you a question, talk as long as you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and try to do anything to make them feel comfortable about talking because sometimes they think. Well, I don't want to say too much, or right. I don't know how long you want me to answer. Okay, just answer. You go. You know, we we'll we'll take care of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, that's why I like doing the radio live because it was, you know, it it, it is what it is. But you know, it was a challenge for me uh, as an interviewer to try to make it the best, you know, the best I could with what I had to work with. Right. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it didn't work. Just the way yeah. it is. And not and like you said, some people were scared. They're not. They're you know most of my guests have never done it before this is the first yeah. time they've done this and so yeah. they and even you know and i'm still not great at it either but even like from my first episode to now i've i have noticed a huge change in like just being able to talk and try to keep a conversation going right. and um but yeah people get scared like i what i used to do was um what i used to do is i would give them you know some sort of uh like prepare them a little bit uh-huh. And then I'd be like, right, okay, you ready? And I'd hit record. And they'd see it. And then it's almost like, ready, showtime, go. Yeah. And then that kind of put, I noticed people would kind of, like you, you see them adjust in their chair and you're like, this yeah. is audio. People, you don't have to sit up straight. Right. right <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Like, right. but you could tell it, it physically made them be like, okay, I've got to perform now. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody's comfortable with that. So, yeah, sometimes it's, you got to find tricks, I guess, to make it. That's the way I've looked at it. I was like, yeah, you got to find tricks to be able to keep it flowing, keep them comfortable. Just these things. That too. You take the microphone away, and then people can just have a conversation with you, no problem. Right. You stick the microphone, or they say, that's a good point. Yeah. Or they say, uh, 
you know, well, I sound like a hick on the radio. Well, well what do you, we all sound like that. That's yeah, where yeah. we're from. You know, yeah. so, uh, so if you, if you sounded like a Yankee, I probably wouldn't have you on. You know? It's a whole deal, you know, cause this is about Orange, Texas. Yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, anyway, we've, we've had some, uh, you know, some very memorable interviews over the years and I, I'll miss that part, but, uh, uh, but who knows, you know, this stuff like you're doing here, which I think is pretty cool uh, with this podcast and just being able to have people on to have them on and talk and, and tell a story, you know, is, is an awesome thing. So I, I, yeah. I wish you the best of luck on that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I try to, you know, especially because I, I, I love Orange. You know, I've lived here my whole life. And, right. and you know, just I guess it's just the, the way things go, my my age group and kind of the people I went to school with now are we're kind of at the age where you know you see people starting to kind of dabble in owning business and stuff like that and so yeah. like I've I've used this as a way to try to help them you know grow their business you know my sister and um brother-in-law owned Wolf the MMA okay. that opened up in um in Orange right so you know I, of course I have them on and we talk about jujitsu and MMA and all that stuff and then um I have a buddy who's trying to start a um barbecue business right now so i'd have him on just you know try to help people as much as i can at least with with the you know the little show i have well, yeah, right well, now well you know and, and and you know you don't know till you try we all right. we all know that but i've always thought especially with kids that, that you know that you should you should be able to have that opportunity or or try to give these kids as many opportunities to try new things mm-hmm you know, I've always talked about things that go on behind the scenes, whether you're uh, an engineer or, or someone that mixes and, and, uh, and edits, you know, I mean, how do you even find a job like that? So, yeah. you know, and, but now a lot of these schools, you know, they've got video classes, they've got, you know, uh, more media classes because they're doing more media stuff. So I'm hoping for good things in the future as far as that, is that I'm, I'm hoping that's, a, it's going to be a good thing, not a bad thing right. down the line. But, uh, I'm just glad some of these guys are getting the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I I, I hope everybody like, like I told you kind of before we start going was like that's my that's what I preached a lot on here is just like just you know if that's what you want just try something yeah. because you you know everybody and I I know it's probably came across as a few times on here is like I'm kind of dogging these people but I'm not but. You know, it's pretty common in this area. You know, you go work in the plant. You know, you work your teacher, or you know, there's like kind of a set jobs that people just kind of fall into just for our area, and that, yeah. that's that happens in all areas. Right. You know, what it, that's common no matter where you live in the country. Like if you you know live up um, like Lufkins of all area, you're probably going to get into you know some sort of forestry. That's right. just what's what's going on out there. But you know, I I know a lot of people who. I have said like, oh, I wish I could do something like that. It's like you probably can't, or yeah. try it. Just, just try it. But I, they, you know, are you are you do what your parents did? You know, right? They, that's what you were around. That's what True. you got involved in. So, and if you do, hey, and it works out. That's no great. Problem. That's great. No problem. But if you have the opportunity to do that and, and try other different things, you know, that's a, a great thing. One thing I've I've noticed over the years working with all the coaches that I do is that a lot of kids. You know, they get, and well, if this doesn't work out, you know, I'll probably go into coaching. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Co- coaching's not easy. I mean, nope. if, you, if you're a good coach, if you're a good coach, because not only do you have to know the game that you're coaching, you also have to know how to work with kids. Mm-hmm. And to me, coaches are, you know, as important as teachers or anybody else because you're around them so much. 
and they're telling you what to do and you want to be able to believe, you know, what they're telling you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when I hear guys say, well, I may just, you know, if that doesn't work, I'll become a coach. Well, take it more serious than that. Cause you're, you know, you're, you're teaching our kids and, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and, you know, and as well as know the game and know the fact that there's a lot of people that they don't prepare you for the fact that all the people that are watching you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And then now you have to worry about that. I just saw uh, a deal today where one of our coaches posted, it says, you know, it's a shame. Who does it help when you trash a coach on, on Facebook? And, uh, you know, cause it really doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. It, now you've got a lot of tension in the ballpark right. and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, to, to, uh, just to kind of end your point that, uh, that you were saying is, I hope everybody gets a chance to try different things, but at the same time, whatever it is, take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah give it, if you're going to, if you're going to try something, that's, this is the way I look at it. If you're going to try something, you, you give it your all and give it a real try. Because yeah. realistically, and this is something I found out um, trying to coach my son who, you know, plays baseball. I've been coaching, he, you know, he, he, he's in his third year. He didn't get to play one of them because of COVID, but, um, you know, from T-ball, coach pitch, and now his second year of coach pitch. I've, uh, you know, I, I know baseball, and I know how to play baseball, and I know, you know, technique and stuff that you should be doing. Right. But whenever I started trying to teach it to him, I was like, man, it's a, it's a lot harder to <laughs> teach it to a five-year-old. Yes. And then now, even now he's seven, it's starting to get easier to at least tell him. So, like, if, if somebody's wanting to get into coaching, they should probably start – learning how to teach people these things while they're still a player. Yeah. I I had a lot of coaches that could play the game and couldn't coach the game. Yeah. You know, it's a different thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a little bit because you've got to learn how to deal with kids. You learn, learn how to deal with parents. You got to learn how to deal with media. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, that's part of the game too. You know, in college I've asked coaches before, did y'all, do y'all take, take a class or, you know, how to work with media and how to promote your, your kids. And that can, no, none of that's involved. You know? Interesting. Uh, so, you know, I know that we've got a few, and, and Coach uh, Smalley, who's over at uh, Orangefield, he makes all of his coaches uh, do kind of press releases or at least reach out to the media, you know, to turn in scores or what have you. It's all about it's all about promoting those kids, but they've yeah. also become media savvy and, and know a little bit more about that because they've been told that's that's what they're going to do. And not only is it helpful for them and their kids, it's helpful for us, which creates a good work relationship, which right. is really what you want. You know, that makes everybody better yeah. if you've got a good work relationship with all three sides. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's huge in, in kind of, I guess, the media world is those. And even, yeah, even from the coach's aspect, just having everybody have that good relationship is a huge deal. One thing I've... Uh, one thing I've noticed for sure, that's what I, you know, you, you keep making me, you're very good at making me realize things. And you, you made me realize, you made me realize like how, because I'm going through it coaching my son, right. but I didn't really realize what I'm doing. And, but I've been like, we, he had a coach last year who, so you also have to learn how to coach each kid because you can't coach them all the same. Sometimes it's kind of it's kind of like being a teacher. Not all kids learn the same. That's right. And so and like he his style was a little more aggressive, and you know I look at him like these kids are five and six years old. You can't you can't coach them like they're in high school. 
Yeah. You can't, you know, a high school kid, you, sometimes you got to be a little rough with them to get them to pay attention. Right. Because they're thinking about what they're going to do after practice and all that stuff. These kids, you got to, like my son, he shuts down if you yell at him. If you yell, he kind of shuts down and right. he doesn't take it in. So you have to real calm, explain what you're doing. He's got it like that. Some kids, you got to, yeah. So those t- coaches, and, and not just coaches, teachers too, they have a, Incredibly tough job. No, no question. Incredibly about tough it. job. No question about it. Th- those people that say I treat everybody the same, I'm not a big fan of because I just think everybody's come up in a different house, right? You know, and I'm not saying you got to, you know, go a 180, but every kid's got a little sin. You don't know what's going on, you know, and you don't know what's going on at their house. You don't know if they're, uh, you know, what their situation is. So you got to be prepared to 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 deal with that. Yeah, you can't treat everybody the same. That's that's a huge lesson I've learned from where I work is uh, you just don't know. You just yeah. don't, you know, like you said, you just don't know what people are going through or what their um, their background, their how they grew up. So, yeah, you can't treat – I mean, you could treat everybody, you know, nice. You can treat everybody yeah. kind, but, you, yeah. you know, acting like they're the same as everybody else is kind of – and adults too. You know, adults when you're too. Dealing, you gotta, when, you're, when you're dealing with you know uh, uh, eight employees and, and you know, uh, in fact, Richard Corder used to tell me, he said, "Hey, there's a there's an invisible box outside the front door of the radio station. Put all your crap in there, and it'll be it'll be there when you get done <laughs> in eight hours to go back and, and leave. It'll all be there." For I you. like that. In other words, don't bring it all in here yeah. and ruin you know and ruin the attitude of the office, which. Believe me, is a is a bad thing. You I know, bet if somebody so. comes in and they're, you know, they're they're in a bad mood. And they bring everybody down with them. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. That's not a good thing to have. But, right. you know, like I said, it, it's a it's a fine line. You got to learn a lot of different things. And and I'm sure when I first started, there was a lot of things that I didn't do. You know, as as well as I do now, and and uh, just from the experience of dealing with other people, but. Uh, uh, that experience is, is is key, but at the same time, you're, you know, you're trying to do everything you can to make everybody, you know, everybody's life, you know, as smooth work, work life as yeah. happy as their as their as their as their life may be. But you can't control that. You can't right. control what happens outside the doors. You know. Yeah, and and I I can imagine, especially with like a radio show or even, you know, even like this podcast. I haven't had it come up yet. Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm sure my day's coming where somebody you know got a ticket on the way here or whatever, and then they just don't have that energy anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the energy's yeah. just gone, and they just yeah. they're trying they're worried how they're going to pay the ticket or you know whatever it is, and they just can't even do the show properly. Yeah, yeah. So so it's just something you got to deal with, I guess. Well, that's 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 part of what you'll learn as being the host. You know, the the more you do, the more you'll be able to draw back from. Oh, okay. This is going to be one of those kind of interviews, and then you know, right? You'll be able to know how to do it. So it, your sky's the limit for you, man. You, right. It's all it's all a learning experience uh, right now. For right now, and you know, for the entirety of I do it, I'm you know expecting to learn as I go. But what's uh, what was your what was the kind of the lessons that some of the bigger lessons that you learned doing that? If I can pick your what, brain what a little part, bit, what part? As far as like, as far as like interviewing and um, you know, being a good host and that type of stuff. Well, the, you know, first thing is, is just to make them feel comfortable. That's number one because you know if you know if they've never done it before and and uh, uh, you know you just want to make them feel comfortable and 
try not to look at you know a lot of times you'll see you'll catch them looking at the microphone it's like mm-hmm. it's not going to bite you it's just yeah. there in front of you um and uh take your time and and uh you know take a deep breath if you're nervous at all and of course some people man they first time they take off with it yeah before you know it you're 30 minutes in and don't even realize you've been talking so right you know so uh and that that's the number one thing and don't try to you know don't try to you know ask them a tough question right off the bat you know kind of mm. lead into it a little bit you know yeah. uh you know you know don't you know i i could I, i've thought about that sometimes just coming in saying okay uh you know why did you do this and and you know you can't really do that you got to lead into it and, right and uh just make That's them feel point. more you know make them feel more comfortable but uh, uh so i don't know I, everybody probably does a little bit different of course you know but um letting that person know that it's not as, as you know it's not going to be you know as hard as they because they say they used to say speaking in public is the toughest job in the world everybody mm. would pick you know they'd rather work on a crab boat out in Alaska yeah. than, than speak in front of people mm-hmm. now granted you and I are doing this now and it's all cool and everything but if you were to throw a bunch of people in front of me oh I'd shut down it'd be a different deal yeah. you know it'd be, a, it'd be a different thing altogether now I've emceed everything that there is to emcee in Orange County but I still get nervous. I still, you know, get nervous when you have really? people in front of. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because mm. every crowd's different. True. You yeah. know, every crowd's different, uh, and uh, especially the younger people, because it's harder to keep their attention. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you start looking out of the audience, and they're playing on their phone or whatever else. You're like, oh, I just lost that one. You yeah. Know, <laughs> you start seeing one. them fade away. Yeah, you're like, you're oh, like no. oh, what am I going to do now? So. Uh, I can't imagine what a preacher does on Sunday. I'm sure that's oh. tough to, to, to yeah. deal with too. You know, they yeah. do it every week. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, they. Um, it is like, like you said, this making them comfortable. I have noticed is a big thing. But like you said, you, you get some people who just they're made for it and they just hop on there and go. But there's yeah. that public speaking. I can tell you right now, I if I'm ever gonna want to take some other steps that I, I want to take in the future, I got to start finding opportunities to do that because yeah. public speaking is, I mean, I can like, there's shaking, try. shaking, trying to, I got to, I got to, I got to get out there and find, find a way to do it. The last time I think I had to do something like that was, uh, I gave a speech at my best friend's wedding. Oh yeah. And I had, I had some help though. I had a, had a couple couple drinks to help me with that, but it actually it didn't. That never hurts either. It didn't. It didn't help though. When when I it helped me get up there and do it, but it didn't help the delivery of it because I had a little too many drinks and I couldn't find the right distance with my microphone. Ah, okay. And I was kind of it made it sound like I was crying. Everybody's oh, like, oh right. damn, he's crying because wow. I was just like it was like cutting in and out, yeah, yeah. and it was just man. It was not good. It was well, not good. But then I was like, "This one, I, I gotta, I gotta give the speech, and I gotta do what I gotta do." I'm not gonna tell you which one, but you know, there's been a few that I've probably had one or two before. Uh, yeah. Before going out, because uh, uh, you know, just to just to cut those nerves down and yeah. you know, a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, I, I've I've done just about, and I've emceed everything from beauty pageants to chamber banquets to sports banquets to yeah. you know whatever else. So. Uh, but it's it's never been it's never been super easy. I still have trouble in front of people. Yeah, that's why I like radio. You know? Yeah, just, and, it's just and I got a face for one, so it works, <laughs> out, it works out good. It's just you and the people who are right there with you. Yeah, usually you're kind, you know you have some sort of relationship with them. It does it makes it easier. Right, right. It makes it easier. 
you know, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's so. there's so much. That's what and that's what I kind of I was wanting to get it together. Um, I was wanting to get it, you know, kind of. Yeah, I, I don't like to. I started off when I first started doing this. I started making a list of questions for my guests. I'd, I'd write out a list sure. and I would try to strategically lay those questions in a way that they all kind of led into the next one. And then doing that, it kind of made it not not as authentic, if that makes sense. Because I don't want, like, I never really want them to be interviews. I want it to be just as like if if I right. if I bumped into you at at a restaurant and was like oh hey you know nice to meet you this this it should be the same basically the same right. thing and uh, uh, I kind of quit doing the questions. You could do you could do the questions and a lot of times I always handwrite them uh-huh. because that way I leave myself some room that if I need to write in the margin or something like that or or while I'm giving you an answer. It may make me think, okay, good. I want to ask him about this because right. you just said that. And I may put it down, you know, as low. But sometimes, you know, don't go one, two, three, four, five. You may go one, six, That's what two, ten. Yeah. You just got to know your questions ahead of time to know that you may need to bounce around a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, whenever you ask them. So, uh, but always, always try to let the person you're interviewing try to lead you in that direction. Right. And then a lot of times I get to the end of the interview and I'll say, is there anything that I haven't asked you? That that's, you yeah, that's a that good you, question. That you want to say because maybe you didn't think, maybe you didn't have time or you didn't think of all the questions that maybe you wanted to ask. Yeah. And especially if somebody's out there promoting something, you know, you yeah. want to give them that opportunity. So Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Because usually what, what ended up happening was I would, um, I would have my questions and then what I started noticing was they would say something and I would hear it it yeah. pop up a question in my mind I'd click on it I'd hold on to it until they're done and then just ask that I'd get done and have seven questions I never got to <laughs> right. you know what I mean right. and so I was like well you know what that makes it more fluid more authentic anyway so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ditch the questions and just ask them as they you know have a couple saved in my head and then yep. just just go from there and let that, it just kind of happen that's good too which also what's tough and you probably have already been through this is that they said this person you're interviewing says something and you're thinking, okay, I want to ask him a follow-up question, but you're so worried about trying to remember to ask that question. You don't hear him. <laughs> to him right now. Yeah. And they may say something else, you know, after that. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to be able to listen with one ear and think with the other. Right. Yeah. What, what, I've, <laughs> what I've noticed, that's 100% correct. What I've noticed I've done before is I'll, I'll have that, I'll get that follow-up question, and I'll be like, okay, I got it. I'll kind of say it to myself a couple times, and then I'm tuning into what they say. And they say something else, and it makes me think about that, and then I forget my follow-up get question. Follow-up question. And then I get done, and I'm like, oh, man. Um, I know yeah. I had something. As I know my listeners have heard me say this. Whenever whenever y'all hear me say, oh, I know I had something. I forgot what it was. That's probably what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, like I said, that's the difference between being able to edit and, and doing it live. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, usually everything we did was, you know, was live, especially on the morning show. So, uh yeah you had to be but i'm like you i I didn't necessarily i had a few little questions and then i would let that person lead me into you know the other following questions right so i think you're doing the right thing by not writing them down you know following it word by word yeah it it was it was too much how often did you if ever did you ever do a do it solo like do the show by yourself with no guests oh used to do it all the time okay yeah Yeah. now i had uh the way we did the format is that um uh, we had news at six thirty, seven thirty, and eight thirty, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then usually if I had an interview, I'd had them sometime between 7 and 7.30. Uh, if it's a politician, they usually take up all 30 minutes, yeah. you know. Uh, but sometimes, you know, if, if someone's talking about an event this weekend, you know, they may be done in five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes I cut it off right there. I never, I never set the show that I said, okay, we're going to interview from seven to seven fifteen. Mm-hmm. That was the other great thing about it is that I was, you know, in radio, you kind of able to control when you played your commercials. Mm. TV, you don't always get that. You don't always get that luxury, right? But in in uh, in in radio, or at least during my show, and if I thought that person was through and they've only talked five minutes, yeah, I cut it off. I mean, I wasn't going to sit there and just let them wear my audience out. For for 30 minutes talking about the same thing over and over. Right. So that was, you know, that's another good thing about the way we did, you know, our show. But then we had, uh, we had different things. Like I said, we do news, weather, sports at the bottom of each hour, uh, do uh, weather again at the top of each hour. And then we had some different things that we did this day in history uh, was kind of a fun thing that we did with my other uh, two, uh, two news people that were there with us. And they're both historical nuts. They know, you know, way more about, you know, history. So we'd bring them in and we'd talk about whether it was National Taco Day or whatever yeah. else, and we'd talk about that and then go into other things and just try to make it interesting and fun, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, the audience always loved whenever we'd end up arguing with each other over something stupid. But, people like that. That's oh, that's why people that's why people it. like podcasting. Is is because it's especially when it's not there's scripted ones of course and that you know, there's gonna be there's all a huge variety of how people conduct their show but people kind of like and this is compliments that i've had is they like it kind of off the cuff type of show where sure. like sometimes like <clears throat> what i used to tell my guests is whatever they were coming in for i would tell them you know say let's say uh like i had larry spears come on so when me and larry were talking like you know i think he was running for mayor again at the time so it's like yeah we can talk about the campaign but i think i, I told him i was like if you want to talk about if you want to talk about football for our whole time we're talking about football right and then you know you end up talking about football and then you me and a lot of my guests we lead into conspiracy theories and stuff <laughs> and uh, i think that's at least one of the compliments i've had is people like that type of stuff people yeah. like the i think the authenticity of you know a real conversation yeah and uh so i'm sure they did like those moments the reason i asked though but if you've done them um if you've done the show by yourself like without having a guest or somebody to feed off of is because um I started doing it because it's kind of hard to find guests sometimes. Sure. And so, um, and I'm very strict about following my schedule because that's what, you know, it's a show. It's a show that's no different than a TV sure. show. You're trying you to build an audience. Build an audience. And yeah. they, just like American Idol, if it's on every night at this time, I should be, I should have my show posted every day at this time so people can count on it being there. I understand it. And uh, running, you know, running short on guests. Sometimes I was like, I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a solo episode, being here like one of my psych patients and just talk to myself. Yep. And and I would I started doing it, and at least what I found or what I what I think is that doing that made me better at having a guest. It made me able to maybe lead the conversation more or when I can tell they don't have anything, I can fill that space. Did you, did you notice something similar to that or yeah, any benefits you, yeah, of doing solo? Yeah, because you would, well, you, you'll start, if you have to do it yourself, you'll start finding other things to talk about. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll give you an example. Like we said, I would, I would know what day it is and it, you know, and sometimes they're quirky, but you can have fun with it. If it was, 
you know, uh, I think yesterday was Puppies Day, you know, and you, know, you could go off <laughs> yeah. talking about your first dog. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and people relate because almost everybody's had a dog or a cat or some kind of pet. Right. So, you know, you could you could expound on that to a little bit more. Or if it was, you know, this day in history, the Astros won the World Series back in 2017. Hey, you could talk about that, you yeah. know, and, and, and people relate. You, It's got to be something that you got to know your audience for one. Absolutely. You know, am, am I going to get on my show and start playing, uh, uh, start playing operatic music? It ain't going to happen. No. You know, people, it's my audience is not going to want to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, my audience is going to want country music or something similar, or good old, you know, Eagles or whatever it may be. I know what they want. Right. But you know what, you, you know what your audience wants by having them here to interview them or when you're out there on the street and you're, and you're talking to them and say, you know, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm such, such enjoy listening to your podcast and, you know, you get to know you get to know your audience, and, and you know what they like. So, uh, but it takes it takes a while. You know, it yeah. just doesn't happen overnight. You know, no, no, absolutely not. Is oh, let me ask you a question. Sure. Is there anything I haven't asked you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that you kind of wanted to get into. I, I maybe? will say this. I, I will say that uh, I've taken every opportunity I've I've could to uh, uh, to thank uh, everyone that I've ever worked with, and I've worked with a, a lot of people over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, without them, you know, we couldn't, a lot of us, we couldn't do what we do, you Mm -hmm. know, and we get a lot of credit for doing a lot of things, but, uh, you know, it takes a cooperation of a lot of folks, whether it be, you know, just someone that's in my neighborhood to someone that works for the city, someone that works for the County, someone that works uh, at a school, you Mm -hmm. know, there's, uh, uh, you know, you, you have to cooperate. And I think, um, and I know it sounds I know it sounds corny sometimes, and I'm sure Larry talked about it a lot. Larry's been a, a wonderful cheerleader for for Orange, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, and and I mean it, I, I say cheerleader. I don't mean that in a negative way at all. I mean we needed someone to say it's okay to live in Orange. Yeah. It's okay to be proud to live in Orange, and Larry's been that guy. Absolutely, and I, I'm, I'm super proud of him and everything that he's done. Uh, for the city but we need more of that you know yeah. we, you know it doesn't have to always be you, we're real fortunate and I'll say this besides saying once again that I want to thank everybody that has ever helped me uh, uh, do what we do at KOGT but you know sure we may not have everything that everybody else has here in Orange right but look where we are we're in between Beaumont and Lake Charles where that you can do some of those other things that maybe we don't have here in Orange, but how fortunate are we to be able to live in between two bigger cities and we're only an hour and a half, two hours away from Houston, mm-hmm. but yet we don't have all that hustle and bustle. Could you imagine having no. to drive in Houston no. every day? No, no sir, not me. I have to prepare to drive in Houston. That's right, not me. But you know what? If I want to go to an Astros game, easy. I'm only two hours away. Easy drive. You know, if I want to go to the casino, I'm 40 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So it's really an it's really an incredible opportunity to live in Orange. Sure, we wish we had some things better, and I think I think that's coming. You know, coming. You know, Chevron and other things that are coming. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, people people better prepare themselves for for being extra busy. You think 16th Street is bad now? You know, wait till all this other construction that we have coming. Yeah, people won't understand what it's like to live in a bigger city, and you'll wish you lived in, in, a, in a smaller city. Right. But, but I say all that to say, uh, 
we're very fortunate to live in a, in a city where we have just about anything we want to do around us. You got your fishing, you got your hunting, you know, and you may have to drive an hour to get there, but there's a lot of people that can't get there. You know, they don't have the means to get there at all. Right. So, uh, you know, be proud to live in Orange, Texas. I, I know I have been my whole time here and, and uh, you know, and plan on being here and plan on continuing to promote the things that, that we do around here. That's awesome. Well, well, Gary, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing, you know, your story about KOGT and, and your time there. And uh, I'll just say for, for everybody, for everybody, you know, we all thank you for what you've done and um, promoting the community and our, our youth and our sports and keeping everybody updated. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for what you've done. And if I ever do this again, you got to be on, on my show. Again. I would love to. No. I would love to. I'd love to learn, <laughs> still learn some stuff from you. That's, that sounds good, man. All right. Anything I can do to help, I'd be glad to. And I appreciate you letting, letting me be on today. Absolutely. Thank you. That's it, everybody. We're out. Let it go.